I will say that I knew from a very early age on that there is something different and maybe for my orbit special in this incarnation this time around in this bodysuit I will do things different than a lot of people around me. Podcast Junkies, episode 338. Welcome back. I'm your host, Harry Duran. Newcomers to the show. Thank you so much for joining me on this show. Maybe you found it because of our guest this week, or someone just tuned you into it, or you stumbled across it from the interwebs. Either way, I'd love to know. I love getting email from new listeners, harry at podcastjunkies.com. Anyway, regardless of how you found it, thank you so much for joining me here on this conversation. I hope you stick around and come back for more. And if you are one of our regulars, a big virtual hug to supporting the show, whether it's your second episode or your 338th, that would be amazing. I appreciate you supporting the show in whatever way you've been doing it, socials, listening, feedback, all of that. I truly appreciate you because without you, I do not have a show. In case you missed last week's episode, we spoke to Marianne DeMello-Smith. We talked about vulnerability in podcasting and public speaking, how she moved from the nine to five to starting a podcast and her tips and reflections on what's happened, all the personal growth and what she sees in terms of her future for podcasting is just an amazing and inspiring story. And probably many of you who are working a nine to five, but thinking about branching out and trying something else may be inspired by this conversation. So 337, last episode, check that out if you have not done so already. This week, I sit down with Maxi Bartel, someone who I now consider a brother after our recent experiences at Sacred Sons, which I've mentioned a couple of times here on this show. It was a really transformational men's gathering. They do a ton of events, and I did my first one last year, and then I did uh, two more. <laughs> and uh, suffice it to say, it's been a transformational experience. So I was really excited. Maxi has a really fantastic podcast where he has long-form conversations, some maybe two, three hours, um, about uh, the meaning of not just life, but uh, our impact in this world. And I love the way he manages those conversations. But, you know, we went through a really great experience together. And so we talked about that a little bit here. Um, a lot of the inner transformation that's happening for both of us and how we're just embracing vulnerability in our lives. And Maxi wears his heart on his sleeve. And uh, I really am grateful to be still connected to him through um, a group we've put together after our experience. So, you know, as with all topics that deal with men's work, we're going to be talking a lot about brotherhood, connection, and personal journeys, self-discovery. And then we tie that into podcasting, right? It's a, this idea of finding your voice. And uh, we talk about how our shared experiences and how we've both done that. So I really love this. It's a, it's a vulnerable discussion between uh, two men who had not met each other previously and now have this connection with each other. That's really interesting, and I love it. I hope you will, too. If you are enjoying this episode or past episodes, I'd love it if you leave a rating and a review at ratethispodcast.com forward slash podcast junkies so that I can read yours out next. And remember, lots of content here, but focus all your energy on it, whether you're on a walk, making dinner, walking the dog. You can always visit podcastjunkies.com to download the full show notes for each episode, which includes all guest links as well. Okay, before we get into this uninterrupted 
and deep conversation with Maxi, a few words from the folks who support this show. If you are ready to drive podcast listens at an affordable cost, then Trailergram is the service for you. Trailergram helps you discover and retain new audiences. Advertise your trailer next to relevant content on their premium publisher network, which helps build audience and engagement. Here's how it works. They advertise your podcast trailer next to relevant content on their reputable publisher ad network, consisting of over 10,000 trusted publishers, such as Yahoo, CNN, ESPN, People, and more. Next, the trailer plays. Audiences then listen to your podcast trailer and are prompt to opt in on their phones to receive push notifications from you about future episodes, creating a push notification subscriber base. Then, after listening to your podcast trailer and opting in to hear from you, the audience is driven to their built-in podcast player so that they can listen to multiple episodes of your podcast. As push notifications are sent, more episode listens happen, and your podcast now has a thriving subscriber base. Trailergram's automated system uses AI to send out push notifications several times a month, effectively marketing your upcoming episodes and amplifying the number of episode listens. Most importantly, as listeners engage with your episodes, your hosting provider will register listens as mobile downloads coming from a browser. Using their custom analytics dashboard, you'll be able to track trailer plays, ad impressions, and how many people opted in for push notifications. Get started today for as little as $500 by visiting podcastjunkies.com forward slash trailergram and get started today increasing your podcast discoverability. That's podcastjunkies.com forward slash trailergram. If you've been on the fence about getting your podcast started, I have great news for you. My newly updated course, Podcast Blueprint 101, walks you through everything you need to get your podcast off the ground. And best of all, listeners of this show will get 50% off. In this course, I'll walk you through everything you need to get your podcast off the ground. In section one, mindset, we'll talk about getting started, the importance of the right mindset, and how to think about continuous improvement for your show. In section two, we lay the groundwork. We talk about planning your show, positioning it, and how to go about creating a quality production. In the growth section, we focus on where and when to publish your show, how to promote it to the right platforms, and as an added bonus, some specifics about how you can profit from your show as well. I've also included a list of tools and services that have been helpful for me in the growth of my show. So again, the URL is podcastblueprint101.com and use promo code PBHD50 to get 50% off exclusively for listeners of the show. Maxi Bartel, my brother, thank you so much for joining me on Podcast Junkies. Yeah, man. Thank you so much I'll, for having me. I miss me. your smile on your face, man. Well, here it is. <laughs> That's just, I'm, here I'm, it is, uh, man. I'm really grateful and honored that we have the ability to do this. For the benefit of the listener, Maxine and I connected at a Sacred Sons event. I'm sure some of you are already tired of me talking about Sacred Sons on this podcast, but it's been an amazing journey for me, and it's crazy to see how much it's been a part of my life in such a short period of time. I started with a very uncomfortable registration process for EMX in Berlin, just outside Seattle, which seems a lifetime ago, but is it only this year? It was in May. And then very quickly, I was like, mm. what is this medicine? What, this is wild. I talked about it on previous episodes. Then I said, I got to get to another one and sign up for Convergence. And that's where we met. That was in LA and in Glendale. And I just had an immersion, a two-day immersion <laughs> last weekend with our brother Rob O'Keefe from our circle, Hawthorne clan. So it's been a crazy whirlwind of brotherhood medicine. And I'm obviously, there's a lot to integrate. And we connected, obviously, when you told me you had a podcast, I was like, well, you got to come on Podcast Junkies. And I think it's been so interesting to see that we have this WhatsApp group that we've created where we continue to check in. So I've been following your journey and we'll get into all of it. So much to cover with you. And so 
in the spirit of what we do at Sacred Sons, let's have a little check-in and see where we're at, because those mm-hmm. have been really helpful for me, and that's something we do, and the organization does when we're in these containers at the start of these days, at the end of the days. And what I've found for myself, it's been helpful, because a lot of times we don't do that. We don't see where we're at, we don't check in, and we just go through life, and we just go, 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 and I think it's a helpful reminder. So what's alive for you? Maxi checking in from Mannheim, Germany, feeling light in the shadow, the light in the shadow, man. The duality of the human experience, that's what's alive with me. There's a lot of beautiful things happening. There's a lot of those kind of conversations happening the last two days and a lot of expansion and then there is so much contraction as well after arriving back in germany everything is smaller here it's just tight and also like just how everything is constructed i just look around and i just spend so much time in this very room now and i feel that on an emotional spiritual physical level i feel it the walls that are caving in so that is present, that's alive. But then there is also so much light alive, so much beauty alive, gratitude alive. I mean, what the fuck, we're doing this here. Like, this is awesome, you know? And this is genuine connection between two humans and something that was born out of sacred sons and something that gave me so much in such a short amount of time. So yeah. The light and shadow, the shadow breathing in my neck, reminding me of what I need to work on, what I need to face, what I need to still do, still become. And then there's beingness with gratitude and presence and love and light. With that, checking Hmm. out. Yeah, man. Thank you for that. That's amazing. So where am Mm. I at? Yeah, man. Conscious of the need to move from my brain to my heart. It's it's been an ongoing journey for me, and it's something that I'm always conscious of, that I let the business in my head dictate how my day goes, and I've done that for a lot of my life, and doing this work has made me aware of how important it is to at least recognize when it's happening. I can't always prevent it from happening, but... The conscious reminder through these conversations, through these connections, to slow down. I don't always need to have the immediate answer and say what's on my mind in an effort to either defend myself or protect myself or reduce any tension that's in the room. I think when I think about the reasons why I blurt out something or try to say something funny, it's probably related to some sort of discomfort that I feel with the space that I'm in, the environment that I'm in, and I think to your point, doing some of this work has made me aware of how important it is to just get into my heart, get into my heart. And even the intention to get into my heart, if I don't always arrive there, is really important. And for full transparency, this is the first time I've had a check-in before starting an episode. (laughs) And it's so interesting because it's so important because, you know, I would, it's probably something I should start doing with my guests and just to reset because we all come in, we're ready to go, ready to talk, ready to, to jam. And we don't do that check and we don't do that slow down. So I'm looking at, you know, 
the published episodes. So I've gone 320 plus, <laughs> 330 plus episodes. So <laughs> good time as we get to around the 333 mark to build that in and think of that. I'm always looking to grow as a podcast host and looking to add more connection with my guests. And it's a really exciting time for me every time I see a an invite on the calendar that shows up because of a booking. And I'm like, oh, this is a great time. We got a connection coming up, you know, and, and I always tell people as a podcast host, if you're not looking forward to these calls, you're probably not inviting the right people on. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm great for that opportunity. And yeah, I think it's so great. I appreciate this connecting with you. So we'll cover your whole journey. And so and obviously leading up to you starting the podcast and what that's done and the doors that it's opened for you. So talk a little bit about your background and maybe considering how we met through Sacred Sons. What were you looking for? When did they come on your radar? When you thought about that time, how you felt in your body as you were registering and what was going on for you? What was going on in your world back then? All right, man. It's a big <laughs> one. Hitting the ground running. Okay. Yeah, man. I was quite aware of the situation today, going into this conversation, turning the tables, me sitting on this side of the table and having to, but also wanting to and looking forward to share what I went through and what got me here. So just another like thank you for this platform, for this opportunity, first of all. Man, my life, it's like colorful. It's everything but linear. And I ask my guests at the end of the show, most of the times what they're proud of. And myself, I actually would have a hard time answering that question because of the word proud, you know, and pride. But I'm just grateful to have listened to my heart all throughout, basically. I was just not, in the best way, I was just unable to ignore that voice and that sometimes that scream, sometimes that whisper of my heart, craving an experience, craving something. So I was literally following that through childhood and then through my teenage years, which for me is the origin of the journey inward because... Changes needed to be made, man. I needed to do some adjustments because the way that I was going through the world was clearly not working. So I was just, there was a lot of resistance. There was a lot of, yeah, pain and rejection and all of that and turbulence with the teenage years. And that just led me to a conclusion. A couple of experiences come to mind quite vividly of just this realization and we're speaking about me being 15 16 having a deep realization i remember actually one very moment like in my mom's house it's very random but i just went down the stairs to get my bike from the cellar from the garage and i just walked there and i just had this download of just like i am alone I am so alone, like I need to, there's clearly things I need to change and I want to change because cannot go on like this. It's just really feeling not part of a community, not part of anything really. And that sent me onto this whole thing of, all right, 
where do I start? What do I change? Okay, I guess I change how I interact with people. That might be, might be something. And so I, w I started outside, you know, I started like, how can I dress? How can I walk? How can I talk? How can I do all of these things in order to change my reality and draw people in who accept me as I am? And from that outside in approach <laughs> that, I don't know, I obviously was also not really true to myself, but I didn't know any better. So that was just the route that I was pursuing. But it taught me a lot and then I navigated the high school years and, and that and just always felt sort of misplaced and sort of different. But I was in an environment, as you all of us know, when we grow up and we go to school. It's, and growing up and under the same roof as our parents and being there in this environment, that's like not a chosen environment, mm -hmm. right? We are put there and so there is not much say that we have in the matter. So having realized that and then having some sort of like sprinkles of experiences that sort of like showed a different path. So when going, for example, on holidays and meeting people for the first time and they interacting with me based on the human I am at that very mm -hmm. moment, I was like getting a sort of like a sense of, wow, this is how the waters of life can also taste. They can meet me right where I am without the story of like, whatever I did or whatever I said five years ago or whatever. And that was so refreshing to me. That was like the big sort of personal development start and spark that was lit. And yeah, man. So I'm curious. Different mode. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot yeah. there to unpack. And you talked about this experience at 15 or 16. I don't know that I feel like I had no an awareness of where I was at that age. And maybe part of it is just how some of that is more present now for you know later generations to become aware. But you grew up in Germany, so there's pre misconceptions or preconceived notions about what life is like in Germany mm -hmm. and how people are you know very yep. buttoned down and, and there's a conservative culture you know in Germany. So you, know, you can maybe speak to some of that. But I imagine for you and having interacted with you and hung out with you, I can feel your heart and I can sense that this awakening, this presence, to this curiosity to want to know more, to want to be more. That's a rare thing for someone to experience younger at that age. And so did you feel it as something that was very different than what was happening in the world around you? Yeah, like let me just say like that it feels amazing. I really enjoy this right now, this experience, because it's also an observation of recent times. Very few people ask genuine questions, right? And are genuinely curious about other people. Although there is so much we can learn by listening. So I appreciate that. And, you know, I moved on. Like I would have, I can now, sitting here with 29, having done the work on myself that I have, I can answer this question in a different way. A couple of, not even so long ago, I would have not answered it the way that I will do because I was afraid of, I don't know, how people would see that and take it. But I will say that I knew from a very early age on that there is something different and maybe for my orbit special. Like in this incarnation, this time around, in this bodysuit, I will do things different than a lot of people around me. And obviously I couldn't put my finger on it. I didn't 
didn't know what that was, still don't really know what it is. <laughs> but, and I certainly obviously questioned that when I was younger, like big time. And growing up in Germany, I don't know if that helps. <laughs> May, potentially not. But obviously, I don't know it any other way. So I wouldn't be able to tell you, you know, I didn't grow up, I don't know, in another country or like was raised by, I don't know, in different nationalities or something. So basically, I just had a sense of, and I can say that now looking back of always being interested in these deeper things mm -hmm. of life and asking questions and being always very connected to my inner self and voice. That's all I can really say. I mean, it's... But did you feel it as something that was yeah. different than what you were seeing in the world around you? Or did you find like-minded souls? Were you able to connect? Or did you always this constant feeling of like, I'm a little bit different than the people <laughs> that are around me? Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, I know where, where you're getting. I'm, and I didn't answer your question precisely. Yeah, so, so thanks for like putting that in a different way again. I don't think I would have understood, to be honest. I don't think I would have registered if people had the same thing. Because to be frank, like I don't think people noticed about me looking at me from yeah. the outside. I don't think they knew really what was going on internally. So in the same way, I was not able to tell. And it took a good amount of time. Oh, it took a good amount of time to find like-minded mm -hmm. individuals. I guess the first time really being, you know, 18, going abroad, traveling mm -hmm. Australia for a year. That's really where I was like, oh my, okay. <laughs> like there's... Wow, where have all those people been hiding, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so that was the first like exposure to these kind of frequencies. Yeah, and that ignited or like further sort of like sparked the fire and just like, you know, and this is also where, where being human comes in, you know, we it helps on a very sort of like inside looking, introverted, contemplative journey. It helps, it still helps to get affirmation and confirmation and approval and sort of a mirror of sort of yeah i feel the same way man or like yeah i'm i know how that feels and stuff like this sort of you know finding peers and stuff it is important it certainly was for me although everything needed to be realized within myself i still enjoyed it to be around people who were like, yeah, man, I completely feel you and know how that is. What were your plans yeah. when you were, you know, when you think about university, you know, did you have goals Did you, were you trying to, were you looking for a specific type of job or were you like, was that the antithesis of where your journey was taking you and just letting life carry you wherever you wanted to go? Like what, what was your, I know it's hard to think about it and place yourself in that mindset back then, but did you have a quote unquote plan? No, absolutely <laughs> not. No, absolutely not, man. I had absolutely no plan and I was and to a, some degree I still am lost in the world as it is set up today, still finding my way and it always took me longer than the peers around me to make decisions, although obviously within taking more time I, I also made a decision right, to take more time. So. Yeah, man. No, I did not have any plan when leaving high school, for example. I did not know at all what was going on, which obviously was fed by that internal sort of introspective drive that I have, innate 
within me that just, you know, this so sometimes seemed as a very simple decision or next step for me it was like this huge thing and that was also because I was and that's like a downfall I think of our generation quite frankly of our like humankind you know I was just in my head like yeah, so much yeah. so I was just like so much in my head and that made things just like very difficult and but yeah in my own time I came up and just like one step one thing after the other like the onion was just peeled layer by layer and I was just like, okay, well, that is funny because I'm actually trying to get out of like living my life like that. So let's see how that'll unfold in the future. But like until now, I basically just went with the next layer. So I didn't really have this huge, like big trajectory that I was following. I was more like leaving high school. I was just like, okay, so there's this thing of like traveling, it seems appealing. Okay, so I need to earn money to do so. Right, so let me find a job to it that helps me do that, which then led me to go to work in the warehouse of Aldi, the supermarket, right? Yeah. And pack, hell, you know, do, be in the warehouse and pack the packages and, and stuff. And then that was my next step. And then I went on a journey and then I, then I came back from Australia again, not having a plan. <laughs> it's just, and then for the next step which was then sort of like this first sort of like tip like tipping the toe into the waters of the corporate of like a professional work world whatever sort of thing like in into these waters i then like was like okay so i guess i'm sort of like a i guess i'm like open and i can i'm interested in media because i was playing music my okay. whole life playing guitar, playing drums, playing in all sorts of bands and stuff. And I was like, okay, so music is a thing that's definitely like present in my life. So that could be something. So I might just do an internship and go to the radio, you know, that might be something because that will help me maybe to figure out if that's something and then did the internship. And then out of that was like, okay, yeah, that was okay. It's not like radio that I want to do, but, but, and then the next step was, okay, so yeah, studying, hmm, looking at my grades, <sighs> the options are limited, so might have to be something a little bit creative <laughs> and haven't been really like a, like a maths and sort of like a huge, huge numbers guy. And then it came to be like, okay, but at the same time, you know, you want to maybe do something that's grounded and Whatever. And then so I ended up studying business administration with a focus on media and communication. So that was that, you know, and then the next three years, you know, that was set in stone. And for the next three years, and then I, that's just life. <laughs> just life What's interesting man. is you're articulating, it's almost like you're verbalizing what the busy mind is thinking and you're living it through your life and you're like, oh, what should I do? And so you're living it out and trying different things. So it sounds like, you know, because of your love for media and engaging you know, with instruments and this performative aspect and your initial draw to radio, it sounds like the business administration stuff. And so all these pieces, you know, sounds like they're leading you towards this idea of podcasting. So I'm wondering, like, did you start by listening first or how did it come on your radar? Podcasting. podcasting? Yeah. Oh man, that, that came into my life way down yeah. the road, way down the road because I didn't have anything to say. Mm. At least I felt like that. So I was just like really listening. 
Although I was also talking a lot, but not on a <laughs> microphone. So, <laughs> and actually, while as I'm telling this story, I realized that, yeah, I probably should get some sort of like pitch training or something like that to make the story sound more, I don't know, to connect the dots in a more eloquent way or something like that, or like come up with sort of like a silver lining and something that I always knew on the horizon. But it's not something that comes naturally. And I have taken like speaking classes. And I remember when I first showed up that those first couple of days, they're like, I'm like, I have no idea what I'm going to talk about. And then there's like, well, just write <laughs> down tell, what are the impactful things that have happened in your life? And I started jotting down stuff. And over time, you start seeing these life experiences. And then when you start listing them all out, and then you see the common thread, and you're like, oh, okay, now I can tell, I can see, it's always looking back, because, you know, you can, it's 2020 vision when you're looking back, right? And so you can paint the picture of like, oh, I, this step led to this step, and then this step led to this, and then that's how I started learning about this, and I met this person. So there's no harm in not having like it outlined perfectly, but I think there is something to be said as you start to think about, and you know, as you have this experience going on shows and, and telling your story, you know, you start to piece together, you know, a common thread for me is just this idea of always listening to other people's voices and then finding my own through the podcast. And so I tell that a lot, but it, talk a little bit mm. about what you were thinking as you were, you know, going down this path and how it led to you and the impetus, you know, you're listening. So I imagine you're listening, you're being inspired by some of this content. There's a big step because most people never make that step. They do have a I believe everyone has a story and that doesn't, everyone doesn't have a podcast, right? So there's people that don't feel like their story is worthy of telling or don't feel like they have the courage to actually speak. You know, stage fright is a real thing, whether it's on a real stage or it's on a virtual stage, like a podcast. So I'm curious as you think through those things and as you're all paths leading to the start of your show, what was going on for you? Yeah, I appreciate it, man. It's like, and as I was speaking that out and having, like, hearing you speak on that and having you share what you just shared, I was just like, well, there is, like, something that I always did across all of this journey. And that is, like I said in the very beginning, just what I did now. Like, I have absolutely no, maybe that's my superpower. I don't know. I don't have any problem admitting that I don't know anything. And that I have absolutely no idea what I'm doing. And to be in also down the line in professional sort of environments, dude, man, I was just like hammering walls down wherever because I was just like sometimes introducing what I in hindsight found out, just like a whole different energy of honesty and vulnerability because I just have absolutely no problem with that. I don't know why, because also I like to beat the drum of and feeding into a different narrative of like, I think there is, in my personal journey, there's always been things that I gained from being vulnerable and open. I never lost something, really. I was always met with humanity and sort of benevolence and people who are like resonating with something. And even if they did not to the same degree, I was also able to navigate that. And I knew innately sort of like that, they, that says more about them than it says about me. So yeah, but now I'm actually, I'll be a good guest <laughs> and I'll actually go back to answering your question, man. So yeah, the podcast came, I did like five attempts or something yeah. like that to start. I had like different ideas and something like that. So 
I actually went into acting after finishing my bachelor mm. degree. Okay. So I was like, okay, if I don't do it now, I never do it. I want to do something creatively. I want to at least give it a shot. So it was like either music or it was like, cre like acting and expressive arts. And with that being said, I was like, okay, I'm going to do a podcast about acting and about my journey and all that. And then I started to record a couple of like snippets of what I thought was going to be a podcast, but I was way too much in my head about it. So that didn't see the light of day. Then I went into like somewhat of an idea of like an interview podcast, had beautiful people on, conducted three, four interviews listened back to it and thought it was absolutely horrible. Again, how I Sounds showed up. for most podcasters, and how, so don't, don't feel bad. Oh, my God. And how I interviewed those people. And, man, I was just, like, so in my head about it again. So, basically, it was just my growth that was not at a stage or, like, my comfortability with myself that allowed me to actually share what. And then it was 2000. 22 in winter man just the universe providing again you know setting me up on that whole journey and trajectory that i'm on right now turning my life upside down set on return i'm 29 so all of that energy was basically present and it, it basically gave me the gift of a job falling away so my that part of my existence crumbled but then gifted me with the opportunity of more mm -hmm. time and space in my life so i was like okay what am i going to do with that and then synchronistically it was really i was going on ebay finding a zoom recorder that somebody was selling and i happened to be away like just like five minutes down the road from where i was at with the with my girlfriend at the time when i was looking at it on my phone and i was just okay that's got to be a sign so i went picked that thing up and that Zoom recorder just started podcasting because it made the, it made it so easy to record. Also outdoors because I wanted to take it out with me. Hence the name going out, yeah. looking in. So that was the start of that. Like I was literally, because I wanted to get out of mm. my head, right? And so I had to come up with sort of like a digital technology setup that allowed me to express from a place where I'm just like, unable to get in my head and that was what i found to be very easy to do in nature and so i just took walks in the park next to my house and literally just shared what's alive within and that was the start of going out looking in obviously that's the last thing i'm gonna say regarding this my whole journey led me to it obviously i can only speak about the things that i speak about because i did what i did in the last 10 years of like taking in an inventory and living in a Zen Buddhist monastery and meditating the shit out of like my life. <laughs> I was just like thinking that it was the way to yeah, go yeah. and renouncing everything and doing this and doing all these spiritual practices and then engaging in all of these like hippie environments and like every little tiny step across the way led me to me being able to pick up a Zoom recorder and just share from the sure. heart yeah okay what are you going to share about so, <laughs> it sounds like the yeah. name has a, a couple of different meanings <laughs> for you because you talk about going out and it's the physical act of going out and having these interviews and obviously that creates a whole different environment because you're now you're connecting with nature and you're there with the person as opposed to like a remote like we're doing but it also sounds like it's going out of your head getting out of your head like being able to like either release what's what you're holding inside your head or just 
by virtue of you having this conversation, now you're focused on that person and you're not in your head because you're focused on the person. So I've definitely, I found that as a podcast host, it's helpful because I stay out of my head if I'm focused on the guest, right? Because I can't be thinking about myself if I'm thinking about you. So it's interesting to see how that dynamic has played out. So what were those early days like when you got started? Did you have a format? Did you know like who you wanted to speak to or what you wanted to do? I, I think I know the answer, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yes and no. So I had like I was coming up with a con with a concept and that was to satisfy the voice in my head <laughs> and that sort of like to address that the inner child who wants to feel seen heard and loved and understood and be safe not do something completely irrational and all that so I was sort of feeding that and I guess in relation to maybe how different like very creative people would approach that uh, a podcast I was still like super much up in my head about it but compared to where I was coming from I was highly intuitive man I was taking the leap of faith with that thing you know I was just like really sharing from the heart although you know I spent hours designing the cover art and all that and going out looking in was also obviously it was not like a I did make a list of names and then I had going out looking in was one of them and then I sat with it for a bit and so it was within my level of comfortability it was intuitive and so and then i went out and like yeah it was basically me sharing about the topics that were alive but you know that meant at the time and it still is is spirituality is a lot of like sort of spirituality and especially yoga as a vehicle of self-discovery and modality of taking in an inventory and listening and returning back to source and who I really am. So that was, I guess, like an overarching theme. And I came up with going out, looking in the podcast about the big questions of life, personal growth, spirituality. So it's like, why are we here? Where are we going? What are we actually doing here? And then it went very quickly from going out, looking in by myself to going out, looking in with people meaning guests and that obviously turned the whole thing upside down and actually introduced me to the idea of okay this is going to be literally a interview podcast and it's not going to be about me and so actually that's also how I start my episodes how I go about the whole thing how I view it Harry for me going out looking in everything I'm doing with this it doesn't have anything to do with me mm. honestly because it's like I'm just, I reached a point of being open enough in my spiritual growth and personal growth that I can go into those conversations as a vessel and allow what needs to come through to come through. So that's how I will go into every single episode. I will, before recording, that's what I say to my guests and how I will sort of like set up the stage and set the table is this has nothing to do with me. And I'm here to open up a room and a space and let you fill that with whatever you f seem like, you know, you need to fill it with. And that's my very personal avenue that I found with a highly analytical mind and somebody who's very sometimes blocked by that. I found a way of every time I sit down in front of the microphone for every in intro as well that I record to do it in one take as well. So there will be no editing. I don't do any editing unless there is a bio break of five minutes in between or some major interrupt, basically. I will leave it as it is. I'll leave it untouched. And also with the things that I say to the camera, no yeah. filter. That's just, 
so it's literally as close to what is going on inside it's coming on the tape and that is how I was able to come up with that and where I feel highly comfortable and apparently where it is now people are resonating with it and that's awesome but yeah I didn't see that whole thing playing out that way when I started so talk I'm interested for you as a podcast host you need to talk about how you set this environment up with your guests and obviously, as a podcast host, you know, people always ask, how long should a podcast episode be? And, you know, you've got the Joe Rogan one end, three hours, mm-hmm. and then you've got people that do five minute podcasts. But I heard someone say something that was really insightful. They said that every minute of your podcast should be adding value to the listener. And I was like, whoa, that's a interesting way to put pressure on yourself, but also to make sure, because I'm always thinking about the third person in the room, which is our listener. I always say there's three people Mm. in a podcast conversation, the host, the guest, and the listener. And so conscious of the fact that we have a listener engaging with us and joining us on this conversation, and we always want them to feel included. How do you as a podcast host think about that in the process of your interviews? If you do open up the space and you say it's not about me, there's also a responsibility as a host to ensure that you're creating engaging content for your audience as well. So... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. So my professional background is in marketing. I have a marketing agency which pays my bills. And what I'm going to what I'm about to say is very anti marketing and sort of probably, you know, it's not how I approach or how I guess I don't know, marketing books would approach things like that. I see that very differently. I approach it very differently. I say it, yeah, I'll say it how it is. I don't think about the listener at all. I don't think about anyone else other than the person who is sitting across from me. In fact, I don't even think, I try to not even think about them. I don't try to think at all when doing this and being as present as I can looking at a digital screen, which is not my favorite way of podcasting, but sometimes that's what we need to do and it allows for great connections over big distances so I enjoy live podcasting even more but I am convinced that oh and when I'm hearing something like that you know every minute and value and I'm like and it also is basically displayed in the editing of how you edit podcasts there will be very tightly edited podcasts I actually just before coming on this show I was listening to one where that was the case where it was so chopped up like every single sort of break in between speech and stuff. That's an extreme because you take out the breaths and you take out the natural pauses. You lose the energy and the emotion. I definitely agree with you there. There's a way that there's too much. And I mean, I was guilty of it in the beginning. I would just like, you'd even cut out the breaths. And if you listen to it, it sounds like it's like a robot. It doesn't sound like a human being. It's just like, (laughs) like people normally, human beings, like they need to pause. They need to catch their breath. They need to think, you know, and this is why I started with video from the beginning, because I love to see sometimes you ask a tough question and people are just sitting there, you know, they got their hand on their chin and they're like thinking exactly. and their eyes are up and they're like, what answer should I give Maxi? You know, and like, you know, so those are unique experiences and I've learned to be comfortable with silence as well. One of the biggest learnings. Yeah, man. And you turned me on to that as well. Again, in the last conversation that we had, you know, yeah, man. Yes. Yes. Very much so sitting with the silence, you know, and letting the silence do the talking. Huge power with that. So much power in that. And there's a huge development also that I see in myself as a host where I just 
feel like less of like an... And it also varies from episode to episode. I'm talking to a different human. There will be a different energy present. So I'm not able to do it the same to the same degree. But I notice a sort of like development when it comes to the need of straight coming up with the next answer and having everything ready and set and whatever. I don't. And there will be a lot of letting things land in my podcast. A lot. Like I will take 30 seconds at least sometimes or even longer to take in what was actually just being mm -hmm. said, you know? Like, those are deep questions, and then straight going yeah. into the next one is just sometimes doesn't feel good or organic. So I'm just like... And that's also not how I operate and work as a human in general. So why should my like project that's coming so close from my heart, why should I display somebody that I clearly am not, you know? And so that's how I navigate that. And I, yeah, literally think the greatest, I don't know, it's just also the whole mindset behind it. It's just really not how I approach anything in life about like optimizing and being productive. I think there's so much value and I see it, honestly, I see it in the analytics. That's always common when people ask me, then especially people who are very like numbers focused. I'm like, I show you the fucking numbers. Look at my retention rates because my episodes sometimes they'll go for three hours. Like the episodes I did with oh, yeah. Uncle, they'll sometimes go two wow. and a half, three hours. The retention rate is up 90% and yeah. upwards. So the people are actually interested in those long format conversations and like short attention span and all that. To me, it's like one part of the truth and I see myself in it. Like I'll be sometimes on my phone and I'll have a short span of attention, but I'll also really engage with in-depth conversations where I'm fine with people taking their time, collecting their thoughts. So yeah, I'm getting quite passionate about it, but that's just how I see. No, that's see perfect that. because yeah. I think <laughs> as a host, it's your show. I always say you're the director, you're the host, you're the manager, you're the producer, you wear all the hats and you make all the decisions at the end of the day, not only in terms of the content and who you invite on the show, but the experience you want to have, because if you're not enjoying yourself, that's going to come through as your host and that energy is going to be felt as people listen to it. So when you think about the progression from when you started the show to where you are present day, how have you grown as a host? What's changed for you throughout this process? Yeah, that basically <laughs> what just happened, just being fine with who I am, not having to prove anything gaining confidence, gaining security within myself. And again, that's where sometimes outside approval comes in. You know, obviously <laughs> it does help having people reach out and say that they're resonating. Uh, obviously that helps and it helps me very much to, and, and also readjust sometimes my inner compass of like, because it is so incredibly introspect and it's so like I'm in my little cocoon sometimes when, do, when doing those. I had moments of just like being basically like a little soap bubble that's being like poked and it's just exploding. And I was just like, oh, wow. Yeah, I literally have not thought about it that way. I looked at it that way. So thank you for, for letting me know. And then still being a sovereign being and tuning into, okay, like is this still like the way that I want to like go? Is this my truth? But it definitely helps to be in somewhat of a 
exchange and that's also what I'm missing very much in podcasting and what like is the two-way street it's not a one-way street it's not like me just constantly sending one way but it's like so okay like, like can we talk can you tell yeah. me what you think I'm feeding off from that big time you know and quite frankly you know my podcast is just slowly reaching a point where I'm frequently getting feedback through various channels and it's not like a massive amount but I can say that the people who come through it is meaningful and it is deep and sincere it's soul bearing it's and that's where when you ask me about my growth and evolution man there is responsibility coming into the play into the picture here because we are talking about deep stuff we're talking a lot about trauma we're talking about different healing modalities and so when I will speak to experts on these topics, it starts with who am I getting on, whom, who am I providing a space for, who am I setting the table for. That's my responsibility. And now that I sense that like I'm being heard and people really pay attention to what I'm saying and they will get back to me on it, like they will ask questions and they will point out things that they notice that I've said in previous episodes or something and then they'll pick up on it and they will hold me sort of like accountable to what I shared and so I feel like that is definitely increasing so I'm growing as somebody who is like okay this is not just me and my microphone anymore so actually it's funny I'm actually completely saying the opposite of what I initially so I do think about the audience (laughs) (laughs) I do think about the audience and yeah, man. I do think about the audience in the terms, terms of like that I recognize that there is a responsibility that I carry. And with that, yeah, but a responsibility that I carry, but then again, only to then return to full presence to not think about, you know, what anyone might of course. anticipate yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the growth. That's the It's good to see, and it's something that you don't realize until you look back and you understand how you've grown as a host. I mean, I'm a better conversationalist. I'm much more curious in real life. You probably noticed during the event that I was asking questions a lot, and it's just that the podcast host you know, kicks in even if you're in real life, and you're, having, you're talking to someone, you meet someone, go, like, how'd you do that? Why'd you do that? And you're like, and then it just comes naturally. So I'm grateful for the, what it's afforded me at 400-plus you know, episodes across both shows. And so it just, I continue to work that muscle. So I appreciate you sharing that because I think it's a journey. We all go through it at a different pace and we all get out of it. I think what we, I know and what we put into it and how we connect and every single conversation that you have strengthens that muscle for you and then reaffirms that you're doing things right because you're building these connections. You're having these conversations. Some of them, like you said, two and a half, three and hour, three hours. Unfortunately, this one only goes about an hour, so (laughs) I think, but what I've been feeling is interesting, this idea of maybe creating a separate, more personal podcast related to like my newsletter, it's called The Life Worth Living, so I've been feeling the pull to create something that's like, hey, let's have that container be like, hey, it goes how long it goes, you know, and just have that, and so I think I'm leaning more towards that, but you know, as a podcast, there's always new ideas, and I have an agency to run, and another show, and so many fires and irons in the fire, so, but I'm conscious of that, and I think I'm going to see what that looks like in 2024 for me, so. Yeah, and I can feel that with you, like, you are doing a lot, you are very much out there, and yeah, man, I just wanted to also 
while just being literally talking to you on a call <laughs> and seeing you in real yeah. time, I would just also just wanted to say that like I feel the weight that comes with as well and that you are carrying as well from upholding, juggling so many balls and just being a man, 2023 man, and being fucking self-employed and all that. I feel it. And in the way that you're approaching things and also the podcast and what you shared with me, the resources and stuff from that, I can just also tell how thoughtful and intentional you are about what you're doing. And I wanted to point that out and praise that as well and applaud you for that, man. It's inspirational as well. And it's something that, yeah, you can also be like aware of and proud of and sit with, take it in and receive because you just you go on you know you go on and you do all these fucking five different podcasts and whatever but i'm just like here to also like mirror back to you like you're doing a lot and you're doing a great job in what you're doing and just like me receiving this and being on this call with you and the questions you ask very good very good so yeah man i love, love you, you too brother <laughs> thank you for that i mean you're saying what i'm feeling and I do feel like there's a lot going on. And I think I'm learned to be more through the work we're doing at Sacred Sons to be okay with being seen and recognize that I'm being seen and take in that I'm being seen and honor <laughs> that someone is seeing it and not feeling like bad about it, that I'm like, oh, I'm exposing myself, I'm being too vulnerable. And so all these things are like a mix of emotions that sometimes don't have words, but I'm I really honor uh, the fact that you recognize and that you brought that up here. So I appreciate that. Appreciate you, yeah, man. man. Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Just a, yeah, a couple sure. of questions as we wrap up. What is something you've changed your mind about recently? Oh, wow. We can take that <laughs> in numerous ways, man. There's a couple of things. Monogamy. Oh, interesting. <laughs> How I want to show up. I mean, men's work, yeah. you know, work with Sacred Sons, change everything. I was shouting from the rooftops two years ago, one year ago, that polyamory is the way and open relationships are the yeah. way and all that open free stuff that so many <laughs> young folks are enthusiastic about. Yeah, not really. <laughs> I really changed my mind about that big time. I discovered all I really, really underneath at the source core level craving deep intimacy yeah. with one person mm -hmm. going deep feeling safe feeling seen and i won't be that's my understanding my learning what i innately feel i won't be able to cultivate that with numerous people and spread my you know seed but also yeah. energy and you know across different realms and so that's something i majorly shifted focus on one. what is yeah. the most misunderstood thing about you that I'm an extrovert, <laughs> I think. <laughs> so I guess I'm an introverted extrovert. Yeah. You know, I don't have a problem speaking on here. I don't have an issue going on a stage. But it will be delivered in an introverted mm. way. Mm, introspective person. And so I guess when people see and hear things about me, they would straight away jump to the conclusion I'm highly extrovert and stuff. And I am with people, places and circumstances that are aligned with my frequency and with the spirit and so yeah that well my brother i know that we could have a day-long conversation <laughs> probably on so many different topics and there's so many different aspects can i ask you one question yeah, as we course. wrap up yeah yeah all right 
So I would ask you one of my questions that I ask towards the end of the podcast episodes. They're always also similar ones. I'm tuning into which one I want to ask you. Yeah. What do we need more of in this world? Genuine human connection. We need the ability to slow down and see each other as humans. And I've been experiencing that more and more. And the more I see that and thankful for, again, I keep talking about the Sacred Sons community, but that's been a, something that's really come up. And you just demonstrated that earlier, that the fact that you saw me. And I think we all go through life just getting through what we need to. And we don't stop. We don't, you know, one of the first exercises we do, right, is we look each other in the eye at these events. And that's a very strange and uncomfortable thing for humans. And I've even tried it with my partner and those first few moments are uncomfortable and we just don't take the time to look at each other in the eye and see our the souls and see it doesn't take long it's 30 seconds a minute and then you re you start looking and you start you can see a lot you can see pain you can see trauma you can see suffering you can see joy you can see happiness and i think we need to do that more because we'll start to understand each other and see that we're really all going through the same experience and we're having a lot of the same challenges and we all need to let those out in a safe space so that we can all understand like we at the end of the day we're all looking for the same thing thanks yeah. brother thanks for asking Beautiful. that mm -hmm. so if uh listener wants to learn more about you and your journey where's the best place for them to connect with you just my name maxi maximilian bartel type that into google you'll find all that you need to find or going out looking in given the fact that i'm i don't know working within marketing <laughs> i tried my best to be sort of like visible yeah. so on your favorite internet browser <laughs> type in going out looking in or maxi bartel and you'll find all you need and the door is always open to connect with me on a personal level like i will see you i will acknowledge you i will get back to you that's partially what you know feeds the creative yeah. doesn't it it's the exchange yeah. with the audience and so I just, you know, would encourage anyone also on your show to do the same with yeah. you. That's what we as podcasters oh, feed yeah. off of is, you know, what people think and what it did for them. So well, th thanks for that. Yeah. Thank you. And for those that need some additional guidance, we'll provide some of those links because I know you provided some of those when you connect, when you signed up. And so we'll make sure those are in the show notes as well. Brother, thank you so much for this opportunity to get a peek into your life, for allowing me to share your beauty with like my listeners, my audience, and opening up to the experience that I'm having and I'm going through in my journey. And it's you know changed over the years. I started this podcast in 2014, and I'm a different person now. And I want to bring that experience and those people that I'm meeting that are touching me and that have the connection as podcasters into here so that they can learn more about what's happening with me, but also I'm showing them and all these wonderful humans that I'm connecting with who also have shows and hopefully can enrich their lives. So I appreciate you for your vulnerability, your ability to open up, and I'm grateful for the connection we've been making in person and that we're going to continue to make and we're going to strengthen. And so I, I love you and I honor you and I appreciate you being vulnerable today. Yeah. Thank you, brother. I received that. And same for you. You were the first one I connected with on Sacred Sons, really with the conversation. And like I say, I mean that, like, I see what you're doing. I see what you're carrying. You're doing a lot and you're doing a great job in doing so. You're a warrior, but you there, there is a very, there's a very soft, gentle, loving, like core. And that's beautiful, man. 
and I I wish for you that you water it the <laughs> same to the same degree that you water all of these beautiful business yeah. masculine <laughs> initiating sort of like traits yeah. you know that you nourish the subtler ones as well man beautiful way to to Love wrap you. this up thank you so much appreciate you thank you <laughs>